everyone welcome to a new episode of you hate to see it interviews i'm adam i'm jeff and we fucking left nick out again yeah i don't know how many episodes of these <laughs> interviews he's even going to be a fucking part of this year but we'll see this week we'd love to introduce everyone to john benedict he's a friend from from college john what's going on man Hey, currently driving in Chicago traffic. So I'm giving, I'm, I'm kicking it off with the Chicago experience. It's mostly oh, yeah. traffic. Yeah, yeah. That's always exciting. I was going to say, oh, so yeah. basically you're just sitting in your car, not going anywhere. Yeah, right now, right now I'm going 45 miles an hour. How <laughs> yeah. about that? I haven't I gone can't... 45 all afternoon. This is crazy. <laughs> it's going to be great when you hit the spot where you go 10 miles an hour on the highway. Yep. <laughs> Oh, all I see is tail taillights. I'm milking the speed right now, but I, I can see. Oh, here we go. Down. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, that was short lived. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting while it lasted. So, what have you been up to since college? A little bit before we get into your like current big stuff. Okay. Well, I graduated with you, Adam. Mr. Mm-hmm. back. I, we were we were in journalism together. We were in broadcasting and the sports broadcasting and all that fun stuff. And mm-hmm. I initially pursued a, a producer's job at a station in the city, UIND, and did that for a few years. And in the midst of that, I also was a freelance podcast producer. So anybody anywhere who wanted podcasts put together, uh, I would do that on the side and actually that was pretty pretty lucrative and a really fun gig because it just seemed like it was a pretty similar format across the board and i used my 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 degree as much as i could because it was fun it was good Mm -hmm. um and i'm also a musician so i did some freelance uh you know stuff for a couple agents who they they broker parties and some weddings and, and I, I gave that a try. I was just trying to make something stick to see what happened. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, full-time job came a little bit later, but it was, you know, it, we all experience that after college, unless you're, you're, you're teeing up to take over a law firm or so, you know, something you, you're mm-hmm. not really going to find this anchored, awesome full-time job out of the gate. You got to kind of grind a bit. So yeah. the past the few media years, lie <laughs> when you can just get out of college and have a fucking job <sighs> set up. No, seriously, and <laughs> yeah, I I really w- and I I wish and I can, I'll go on a tangent a bit, but like in high school they they don't teach you how to do your taxes, they don't teach you how to manage your credit card debt, but yet you can sit down as an eighteen year old and sign a a like six figure loan for school, like how do they expect you to be equipped or prepared for this kind of stuff and. You know, you start to really realize, like, man, like, I, I, I could have benefited from at least a little bit of financial expertise. I probably could have not but, gone to college and still been in the same place I'm in right now. So, oh, and uh, uh, way more people, and thank God for that. People are realizing that, like, oh, I can go into the trades, or I could just be really good at something and learn to market myself, and maybe get a business associates, or so I know how to run a business and mm-hmm. and start a small business somewhere. I hope that people catch on because. College is becoming a ripoff, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So I, I did the producing stuff for a while, and through that, and I don't want to pigeonhole this whole thing, but one of the podcasts I did was it was a, a guy out of Lake in the Hills, his name's Stu McVicker. He runs this charity organization where he has people over at his house, and his house isn't just any house. It's called Club Four Hundred. It is this tricked out 
Cubs man cave. You think of, think of the biggest super fan of any sport anywhere and multiply it by 10. That's mm-hmm. this guy in Shaw in a, in a lake in the Hills. And he wanted to, he has players over and all these Cubs uh, personalities and charges an admission for people to come and meet them and listen to Q and A's and gives all that money to his charity. And he wanted to start a podcast where he would record those interviews. I was that guy. So I, I started to produce his, his podcasts and, I would be at these events and I brush shoulders with a lot of interesting people and I'm, I'm still helping them out with that. But yeah, that's basically all I've been up to. And so how did that lead you into becoming the organist for the Cubs? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> that, no, yeah. So uh, while at these events, uh, Stu happens to have an organ that was at Wrigley in the 90s mm-hmm. in his basement that no one was playing. He, he found it on auction and, and it's just kind of been sitting there. No one plays it. And I'm like, hey, I, I have a classical piano background. Maybe I can make it work for me. Like, I, it's a little bit of a different animal when, when between the organ and the piano, but it's similar enough where you could turn it on and make something happen. Mm-hmm. So at the events, when I wasn't working on the interviews or recording, I turned it on and I would play taking out the ball game or something else. And people got a kick out of it. People loved it because it's like, oh, this is, it's not just this Cubs kind of museum looking place there's an engagement here and they enjoyed mm-hmm. that and i think it was the mitch williams event we had uh, the the, the flamethrower from the 90s he, he came and i was playing and someone caught me on tape this was the year after <clears throat> excuse me the year after gary press he retired and someone put, put put a video out of me playing and it got some attention on twitter and whatever and that was like january of 2020 and then come the beginning of february i wake up to this email thread with a bunch of bunch of people the cubs and this guy who is he's one of these super fan guys he threw my hat in the ring without me knowing mm-hmm. and it kind of teed up this whole situation where i would send in an audition tape they asked hey like i heard you they, they say hey, i heard you can play uh, feel free to send it in they sent me scenarios and it very quickly went from i have nothing to lose to holy crap this actually might happen because they kept calling me they kept asking mm-hmm. hey can you do this now hey uh, get on the phone with this guy oh hey well now we're bringing you down to the ballpark to audition on the actual organ and i'm like i could have died that day <laughs> like going down to the ballpark and i'm playing and i look to my right and there's the scoreboard and the iv and it's february it's freezing but it's still wrigley like i'm a huge cubs fan i'm like this is wrigley field yeah and they put me through a whole like hour-long simulated game where they just would be on the headset and they'd the hey, uh, you got a man on second. What would you play here? And then I would do something, and and then they had me do a bunch of other stuff. And then there was a uh, all this all this fun, awesome conversations, and it was ba- it was very conversational, a lot like this. It wasn't really like a formal interview. But then about five days before the world shut down, COVID, they called me and they offered it to me. So that and then was you about that didn't was right work for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. So that was March. It was right before St. Patty's Day. They called me and offered it, and then everything got shut down for a couple of months. And then the Cubs had this awesome idea. I think it came from Ricketts himself. He's saying, "Hey, you know, we don't know when baseball is going to start up again. People right around this time of year, this is about middle of May." people will be at Wrigley right now. So let's do something at Wrigley. So he had the idea of flipping the speakers on, on Friday afternoon as people are getting off the L to come home and have the new organists play. 
Mm-hmm. So they had me come down. I think it was May 15th. I think I remember the day. Cause it was a couple days after my birthday, May 15th. And they just had from five to 6 PM. They had me play the organ and people would set up lawn chairs on the sidewalks on Waveland and Sheffield people. They, a huge response people people loved it so we did that a few weekends in a row and that's how they debuted me they they had a press release and all that stuff they made a whole pomp and circumstance i was like all right it's just the organ i don't know but people <laughs> seemed to respond and then baseball actually came back in july of that year and no one was there no one was in the stadium but it was a good time to really get the rhythm of the game down and mm-hmm. and work through the kinks and all that stuff and then by time 2021 rolled around when you have partial capacity and then eventually full capacity, you were already in your, in your rhythm and, and the rest is history. Way to be the luckiest person ever. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you're, you're not joking, man. It's like, I think, you know, so when I explain to people like what kind of musician I am, like I do have the classical training piano, but I'm not, I don't like reading music. I, I listen to stuff and I play it back and I can think of like the only thing, there's very few jobs where that is super beneficial. Improv piano player, that's one. And I'm like, okay, you could do that at a piano bar in the city at like Howl at the Moon or, you know, Andes or something like that. Or a ballpark organist. <laughs> and I'm like, like, yeah, you got to be able to think stuff off the cuff. You're like, oh, I know that song and that would go good with this scenario. And I'm like, my, my situation couldn't have worked out better. And I am the luckiest person ever. I, I, I have to make sure I maintain that kind of mentality every time I'm there. I can't get used to it. I have to take one minute every game to look out and see the IV and see the, 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 the spectators and the rooftops and the smell of the onions. Like, this is, this is something special. I think I've only been to Wrigley twice in my entire life. Oh, do yourself a favor. You got to get, you got to get there for several come next year. I'll bring you up in the booth. All right. Yeah. I'm down then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is super fucking lucky because when we graduated, I got a job and then COVID hit and then I didn't work for two years. (laughs) Oh, geez. I I got a job in the film industry. Whoa. What did you do? production just some i started paing and i yeah. worked my first job february so i graduated in december of 19 mm-hmm. got in in february <laughs> and was getting ready to sign a three picture deal that would begin in may and that didn't happen and i hadn't signed that contract yet so guess who didn't get any relief fund from the government because who had zero income the year before because they were working for the college and getting tuition waivers yeah. and then oh. wasn't on contract when COVID shut everything down. I was unemployed, according to the government, for three years straight. And um, so I got zero stimulus. It was a good time. What- what did you do then? Like, how did you, how did you get by, man? Started delivering pizzas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it was really weird because people will 
would like salute me in their cars and then thank me for my service and i'm like what the fuck is this what the you're, fuck are you you're, doing? Essen- you're the essential worker yeah. that we need yeah the essential Please. guy of i called the pizza place and you brought me 100 but then the also Lord's work adam also people were so appreciative i'm getting like 50 dollar tips off of like a 50 dollar order so like it was keeping me afloat mm-hmm. for a there while and i was still living at home at the time so i was like I was making bank. I was like, I'm spending no money, getting hella tips, making a few hundred dollars a day. Like I'm working three days a week at this pizza place, making a couple hundred bucks every time I go in. And I'm like, this is great. And then all of a sudden, like COVID started slowing down. People started running out of extra money for this kind of stuff. And it started to go down. And then I got a job. My dad owns a construction company. So I just started working for him. Yeah. And then finally. You got to do that, man. And finally, this year. I mean, I had done like day player gigs for different things. I was on the Batman movie. I, I had done a few things here and there. And I finally, this year, got the call to be on a full picture which was great until the writer's strike happened during the shooting of the picture. (laughs) And then two weeks later, when the movie ended, the actor's strike started. And obviously I know it's happened, but like that hasn't helped me get any work. You're the luckiest person and Adam's the unluckiest person with work. I know. Oh man. (laughs) Dude. Well, you know, even though like, I, I still I still do other things because you know there's an off season and all this stuff and I, I I'm, a, I'm a photographer I used to work in commercial flooring I you know there's there's still other things I have to do to make sure I'm supplementing mm-hmm. my time and I, you know I'm 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 not I'm not like you know Adam you you got a kid on the way and you got a family to support and bills I imagine like I'm not in that position yet and I think like to 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 be that to be able to adapt and to just get by for a bit, but also find ways to thrive and enjoy yourself is, is an immense strength. And in, in your situation, when you got the SAG, you know, they just ended like yeah. it, it literally just, it just, this morning at 1201, yeah. it's tentatively yeah. ending on Friday is the <laughs> official vote. So like literally oh, today man. I started calling people and was like, Hey, I know it's tentative, but like, think of me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do those cold calls are so awkward, and because it's like you want to be personable and just have a good conversation with somebody, but you're like, hey, the only reason I'm calling you is because I need a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't want to be ulterior and just the guy looking for a grind, but it's like, man, you you gotta you gotta work and. Well, I think and people need to realize that movies but. pay well too. So, like, even yeah. where I'm at on the bottom of the totem pole, like, I work for one month on a movie, and that is two months worth of income for me. Like that. There you like, go. Do it. Like, if you split up the, like, if you look at the full math of it, I'm like, I only have to work half mm-hmm. the year, and yep. I'm good. So I'm like. I'm like, geez. But you're you still and you're also like you also still have to be your own marketer. You have to be your own financier and your own businessman, your own advocate. Like you are your own business when you're doing stuff like this. Freelance work yep. is hard. Oh, it's hard awful. Work. It's truly yeah. awful. I hate every second of it. 
I like. I'm I wish I could just have it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, you it's all referrals and reputation. So if you you just do just do good work. Yeah. In this industry, people will remember that and they'll take notice. They, this guy was so unproblematic. He was the best gripper we ever had. He packaged things well. He was on time. You need him on your crew. But yeah. So. On the movie I was on, the first AD like fell in love with me, and like Boom. I was like, great, like. So I'm set. And then obviously <laughs> I can't work now for months. So, oh, so man. now I'm like, all right, like as soon as, like, as soon as things I'm calling like the people I'm close to right now. Mm-hmm. And like, as soon as like, it's not tentative anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be annoying. People are going to hate me. Like <laughs> I'm going to be on the phone every second. I'm going to burn like, every bridge I built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, people get it though. I think everyone's on the same boat. They yeah. still, still get it. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so when did you decide to start recording yourself and putting it on TikTok? Because so that was actually how I like knew you were doing anything like yeah, popped up on my TikTok as like this person who's in your contacts just posted a video. And I was like, "Is that John? <laughs> is John fucking playing an organ at Wrigley Field? What the fuck yeah. is he doing?" And then I look, and it's like thousands <laughs> of views and thousands of likes. And I was like, "This motherfucker!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so, here. Uh, I'm here struggling to do this shit, and this guy posts a video, and it blows up no. like what the fuck trust me it's far less glamorous than you than it looks <laughs> all right so at the radio station i was still at the station when i started doing this this is like mid 2021 when everything started to open up again and my my it was started on tiktok because it, it's now both instagram and tiktok but my boss at the station he's a program director he's like hey you should get a tiktok and i'm like absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not i hate I hate the idea of a, the, the the doom scrolling. And at the time, it wasn't even that. It was still kind of in its infancy. They just bought out musically. And it was it was still kind of like, he's like, dude, trust me. Like, people love seeing other people's jobs. Like, he's showing me that he follows this guy who does lawn work. He just straps <laughs> a GoPro on his head while he's doing lawn work. And people, he's like, six-figure file. I'm like, I'm like, really? And I'm like, okay. So I bought a little phone stand and strapped it to the organ and just recorded my job that's literally all i do i push record and something interesting happens like oh okay that's something to save and i'll put in my favorites and save it for later and i started doing stuff like what this song sounds like oh this guy struck out this is what i would play for him or this guy's name and i played for him in that first weekend i think it got like fifteen thousand followers in two days people just for some reason loved it and i'm like oh okay cool i'll keep doing it and it exploded and it's been just kind of that trajectory and it it hasn't like i don't get paid from it at all i don't have any i i don't have like corporate the sponsorship whatever i don't do that if anything it's just it's stuff like this where like it connects me with people in my past or it, it connects me with people who have interest it actually it helped me get the job for the college world series because it was brand awareness there where like people mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I know the guy at Chicago, they're looking for a new guy. And they ended up reaching out to my boss at the Cubs and, 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 and led from there. So if anything, it's just to connect with people who can't make it to Wrigley or to connect with people who don't otherwise like baseball or no baseball, but there's something that they can, you know, 
it's something different about the game that they can focus on and then maybe get connected with the Cubs as a whole from my window or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, if anything, it's just, it's just connecting with people on the internet. So yeah. you did the college world series. Yep. I did it this year and they're bringing me back again. So uh, June, mid June is when that happens. And that's a whole different beast, man. That's dude. That like, I've, I've been to the college world series. That shit is insane. <laughs> Especially when an SEC team's in it. So last year was LSU, right? Was yeah, it was LSU and Oral Roberts was in it. Florida, Tennessee. So all these, all these huge fan base. Wake Forest, like these guys, just bring that energy. It's wild, and it was probably a good thing that LSU won because <laughs> it was like happy drunks. <laughs> I couldn't imagine those same people in a not so happy situation. It's just, but you know, I think one year they had Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They were competing for the championship, and it was it was nuts. Standing room only, just beer on the field. Like it was crazy. It was wild. But like that's how that's how it is down there. It's just a it's a total crazy event for two and a half weeks, and then they all go home. It's a fun one, though. If you ever get it's the amazing. chance awesome. to go, it's really fun. It is. It's a blast. Yeah, I've never... So I'm trying to even remember when I did see the Cubs play. I mean, I was young. I think the last time I was even at Wrigley was for the Blackhawks Winter Classic game. Oh, the Winter Classic? Yeah. yeah and that they was lost the last one. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty upset because Detroit fucking won. I don't even uh, give a shit about the Hawks yeah. losing. It's more that Detroit won. <laughs> yeah. That was back when they were actually a rivalry, too. So. Yeah. Well, then they. Yeah. Them and now they're both the... bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're both in different. They used to be both in the Western Conference. So they actually were rivalries. Like they would face each other in the playoffs all the time. And now. Yeah. Detroit's in the Eastern Conference, and they they just kind of there's kind of like this novelty rivalry that's not yeah it's not it's the same. The only it's time the that same. they'll ever play like in the playoffs is if they both make it to the cup, like right, which would be crazy. <laughs> that would be the <laughs> I, best fucking thing in the world. That would be like but... old school. Like this never would have happened in like the early cup era, but like now it's like okay. This could be a whole new thing. I think we got a while for that. Yeah, before either team is good enough. And it's really upsetting because now our new rival is the Blues, and the Blues are good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nashville for a little bit. Oh, Nashville is Eastern, too. Did they go to the – no, Nashville is Western still. The the Avalanche are now – they're more of a rival. The Winnipeg Jets, I think. Wild. Wild. So, like, there's local enough. But I think the the Blues and the the Blackhawks are going to end up being a really good rivalry because Chicago and St. Louis are already bitter rivals when it comes to baseball. Yeah, so I think it'll just translate well. Yeah, I was at the game yeah. last year in St. Louis of the Blackhawks and the Blues, and that game was aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> they oh, yeah. were not happy with each other from no. the start. <laughs> they got a yeah. good organist down there too, Jeremy Boyer. He does the Cardinals and the Blues. But he's a he's a great organist as well. How many sports actually? I didn't even know that NHL had an organist. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, NHL have a ton. I know the Rangers do, Blackhawks do. Blackhawks have the best one, I think, in across the industry in general. He's amazing, Frank Pelico. He used to do the Cubs back in the early '80s, and then 
I know the Blues have one, the Rangers, the Buffalo Bills got a guy. Dieter Rule, he does both Dodgers and the Kings. Jeez. I'm going to be honest, until this week, I didn't even fucking know that sports still had organists. So, <laughs> Hey, dude, you're not – and I, I was saying, like, what, online, when I'm connecting with people or hearing from people in, like, Europe or even just, like, who are brand-new baseball fans or not baseball fans at all, they're like – most of those comments are like that. We're like, oh, I didn't even know this was a live dude. I thought it was piped in or, like, canned music or whatever. I'm like, yeah, some places are, but not Wrigley. Yeah. Wrigley was the first to do it, and they're going to be the last to do it. Yeah. So – and like I can like not I know Pittsburgh doesn't have one, Houston doesn't have one. There are a few places that just don't do it, and that's fine. That's their culture. That's their that's their atmosphere. But like St. Louis, Cubs, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Cincinnati got one now. Washington's got one now. Miami's got one now. Do Texas, the Sox have one? They used to. They used they to used have to. the best one, Nancy Faust. She. If if there was a Mount Rushmore of ballpark organists, she'd be all four heads. <laughs> she is outstanding. She's the you know the na 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 na. She's the reason why people do that. Because when the manager would go out to take the pitcher out, that's what she would play, mm-hmm. and the crowd just ate it up. So they started chanting it, and the artist I can't think of it. The artist who released it in the '60s re-released it with her on the record. Mm-hmm. And it got gold that year. So she has a gold record somewhere. Just Jesus. from just doing something goofy at a, yeah. And she did all the player names too. Like she's the reason I do this stuff. She's the reason why Matthew Kaminsky at the Braves does this stuff. And he's notorious for messing with people's names. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. And he'll tell you time and time again, every time someone credits him for being, he's like, Nancy Faust is the reason I do this. And yeah, she Deb White Sox had a had a good one for forty five years. So, I mean, I don't know how much of it you can talk about, but like, so I'm assuming you're under a contract. Like, how how long is a contract for an organist? I they they pay me for my services, and once yeah, usually we just we revisit it every now and again, but and, until they say otherwise, it's it's me and uh, I split it with another guy named Josh Langhoff. So he he does half the games. I do half the games. No, that's not too bad. No. Like, do you have, like, your own, like, calling song? Like, the uh, na-na-na-na or something? <laughs> like, do you have your... Yeah, uh, this is, one is, is it the on. Super Mario theme? <laughs> no, I do that every now and again for... Yoshi? I do Mario... Uh, yes, the Yoshi Sutsugo <laughs> I did. The Mario theme song for... Because it's Yoshi. And then I do the... Every time we get an out. There's different little fanfares. I I love Nintendo games. They have like the they have the best kind of bit music mm-hmm. that you could you could replay. But tequila is a big one that I've gotten a lot of people on board with. And I just do it's usually late in the game after the stretch. I'll do it once a game and just see how many people I can get to say tequila. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple games where it's freaking everybody. It's the best. You just stop and everyone just goes tequila, and I'm like, yeah, because it, it's it, it, it's such a cool. I I thrive, and any performing musician will tell you, like when you're when you're in the midst of a crowd, you're semi even semi performing for, and you get a response that feeds that makes your night. You got the worst night ever, and just getting a response from somebody is it means so much. 
to the the rest of the efforts you're putting in. It's it's so rewarding. <clears throat> so, have what has been your worst night? Has there have you been like booed <laughs> or something? Have no. You... <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to the point where it's like, I don't have any memorable bad nights. Thank God. Like I, 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 I don't think I've ever gotten to a point where I've had just, I've dropped the ball on stuff. There've been like little hiccups here and there where maybe I played too early when the ball was in play or something. And like, but it's never, I haven't had anything detrimental or awful. Nothing that shows up on ESPN. Where it's like, oh, right. organist blunders. Top <laughs> 10 organist fuck-ups. Like, <laughs> seriously, and like everybody sends me the same stupid video of that organist in the minor leagues. I think it was the Daytona Cubs or something who played three blind mice and they kicked them out or something. And oh, everyone's like, I saw oh, that. you should to- totally do that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Hilarious. But no. What? Do you understand? Like that, I, I, they'll just say you're done, you're gone. Like it's not like I, there's any monetary exchange with me being there. It's like no, you're you did something to upset the game. That's not your job. Your job is not to affect the game. Your job as an organist is to enhance the experience of people at the ballpark. That's your only job. And if you're trying to mess with the game, you're not doing your job. <laughs> it's just plain simple that. People need to get same with the DJ same with, you know, your job is to enhance the fan experience. That's it. So what's been your most like memorable, I guess, uh, <coughs> TikTok, I guess, like <laughs> what's, what's, uh, what's, what's the one that people gravitate towards and what's the one that you really enjoy that maybe people don't enjoy so much. Dude, that's a good question. So I, the one that got the most views, I think I either, I did a pin it on TikTok. It was last year's, one of the tequila ones. It was mm-hmm. one of the first tequila ones I did that I actually, that, that I think it was from that video. I started doing it every Friday. So every Friday I would post a video of me doing a tequila. That one got like 18 mil, 18 million, something like that. And it, people, yeah, people liked it. So I, you know, I, I think that was the one that people were smiling most to. I, I do record a lot of longer videos where i'm covering a song or i do like a narrated thing about the history of the organ or the history of bob i did a couple of those and they're just they took a lot of effort and i'm like i I don't need to spend that much time making these videos but i did take me out to the ball game last year with robbie gould Mm. good as gold you know and he brought his kids with them so they joined him on the on the take me out to the ball game and his son I forget his name. He just hijacked the mic and was just screaming it into the microphone. Like, watch the video because it's just him yelling this monotone <laughs> version of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and I'm I couldn't control. I was dying because it was hilarious, and he could just see everyone smiling and laughing because of it. And it was it wasn't annoying. It was just like, yeah, of course, it's a kid. Of course, when you give a kid a microphone, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have his shining moment. So, I think that was my favorite. I, I'm glad I captured that. I try to capture as much, especially if it's like a planned moment. I try to capture all the stretches. I capture most of the intros and stuff like that that I play for, just because it's they're, they're really good memories for me. And you never know what's gonna be fond 
because you could have a moment that's just kind of a passive then you look back like oh that was a really fun time and i go back and watch it yeah how do you like are you constantly you don't read sheet music really so are you constantly like at home like sitting there like being like all right like what's the next popular song that's happening like just in case i need to use this for something like let's memorize sure yeah yeah i i i spent a lot of time listening to stuff i wouldn't otherwise listen to like Mm -hmm. i I learned a lot of taylor swift last year because they're old thing and some other stuff and you 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 try to i try to add so okay i'll take i'll backtrack a little bit before the game begins at gates so as soon as gates open the organist me will play for about an hour of mm-hmm. just music and we have our favorites that we go to i like going to you know center field by john fogarty or build me a buttercup you know things that people know and i'll i try to add at least one or two songs every day that are new mm-hmm. so right now my repertoire is at about 350 songs i can just play so that are on the organ i have the settings and everything like during the game some sometimes i'll I, i'll i'll have my iphone or whatever with spotify up and I listen to a song. I'm like, oh, that'll be great to play here. Or uh, I'm on Twitter. Like, hey, what do you guys want to hear? And people put in their requests. Like, hey, during a foul break or something, can you play 20 seconds of this Zeppelin song? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'll look up the Zeppelin song and I'll be able to try to, I'll, I'll attempt it. I don't nail everything. I'm not this 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 prodigy that people think. Like I, I attempt as many things as I can. And I try to eventually, you know, at the very least, try to fit them in where it would make sense so mm-hmm. if someone is doing like cashmere someone someone requested cashmere by zeppelin it's a pretty intense driving song so maybe i'll fit it in if a cubs player keeps fighting off a foul ball like it's something that is like oh yeah that's gritty that's cool or hell's bells that's a you know a popular third down song for you know a bunch of teams everyone uses that one but something that you know where it would fit you don't just want to play anything for no reason but yeah. sometimes you do sometimes you do suffer <laughs> no reason. how often do you like fuck up <laughs> yeah how bad uh, are you at your job <laughs> yeah i dude awful if only you knew it's a it's a good thing i'm really good at pretending like i'm good right <laughs> yeah. no it i make a mistake at least once or twice a game, like where you just, you miss a note or you, you, you accidentally hit something or, you know, like, but the, you get really, it's almost like you're just doing your job. It's not like you're perfecting this skill constantly. You, you the, the, the practice in between games, you know, it, just like you, if you're how it's like asking us, not comparing myself to a surgeon, but like asking a surgeon, how often do you mess up? And you're like, well, if I do, I lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> and there are, there, it's not that like missing a note is a mistake. That's not a mistake. Usually it's the bad timing or the lack of playing or not knowing the game of baseball in general. That's a mistake that I don't really make because I, it's a good thing I love baseball because I am paying super close attention to every facet of the game because I am interested in it. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how I was before I got this job. I would, grab be the guy to grab a game card and a beer and i wouldn't budge from my seat i'd keep track of the game because i love it it's a thinking game it's not for everybody but it's it is just a it, it really really interests me and i played it so it helps that too like i can kind of put myself in it sometimes not now but like uh yeah 
So I, not not too often, thank goodness. I, I don't make very many mistakes that are noticeable. <laughs> yeah, I feel like an organ sounds so good in general that mistakes sound pretty good anyway. Like, yeah, I feel like it's a forgiving instrument as long as it's not drastic. Like, sure, yeah, and and honestly, the 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 style I can call it a genre. The genre of a ballpark organ is not this. You're not a theater organist where you're constantly using your feet and changing stops and your timing has to be perfect like no you're you're doing a lot of hurry up and wait where you do 10 seconds of something and then you're sitting there waiting because your job you're basically the spackle of the game Mm -hmm. where you're your foul balls dead balls player timeouts mound visits anytime that there's a gap that there's no gameplay happening you are and you're kind of tasked with filling that space and you get to, you know, you, you, you in taste, obviously, because I remember when I started, I, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. So when I was the PA announcer for all the sports at Western, mm-hmm. I did basketball, I did volleyball, I did uh, baseball and softball. For the baseball games, my senior year, I would bring a keyboard with me. And Matt Tanney, who was the AD at the time, like he said, yeah, sure, just hook it up. And that's that's really how I got the rhythm of the game down. I annoyed the crap out of these umps those first few games because i just played every time every single time there was a foul ball i played something and, and the ump actually had to like turn around and be like hey can you do like half of what you're doing <laughs> and i'm like it kind of took that idea i'm like okay maybe i don't have to do it every single time but i wouldn't have figured it out if i didn't just do it so yeah. that actually really helped a lot for for what i'm doing at wrigley are there I literally had a question and now I've lost it. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Oh man! I, At I, least I know you, and I feel less awkward about I, having. I bet it was. Silence. I bet it was a great one too. Oh, <laughs> probably. Yeah. God, um, would have changed the trajectory of our podcast forever. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always sucks when this happens, and it's like no, Tommy okay, Chong dude. or something, and I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you know, we think we're professional. It's fine. But... Actually, it's not that bad with Tommy Chong. He just yeah, Tommy Chong more. was pretty cool. <laughs> he would um, just smoke more during the downtime. So I mean, like, <laughs> you guys interviewed Tommy Chong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when didn't was he record. Didn't he record in like his fucking closet or some shit? No, no he was in like his bedroom, tucked in a corner. But the fucker got so he was using his phone so like yeah gee what and, a what a hack he used yeah, his phone yeah <laughs> at least he was in his house like yeah. <laughs> um so he's like like over his phone like doing this and like yeah. i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing like he's just like half like he's still communicating and stuff but he's like doing something else like what the fuck is he doing and in my head, I'm like, so unprofessional. Also, we're the guys that we get drunk or get high normally on our episodes. And with guests, we tone it down a lot, but like, sure. we just go f- have fun. And I'm like, what's this unprofessional guy doing? And then he pulls out with the fattest doobie I've ever seen. <laughs> and he like has like the wood thing to help like t- yeah. roll it and stuff. And the I'm roach. like, yeah, 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 yeah I don't know. Area, yeah. And and oh. <laughs> he's like and he sits back and leans back and he ha- like right at that moment he like lit it took a big puff and right at that moment he had mentioned something about because he had been talking about how beautiful his wife and his daughter are and he made some mm-hmm. comment that him and his wife 
went to Italy and stuff. And the, mm. I was like, this is this is my inn. And the, <laughs> I like I love food and I'm kind of a foodie. And yeah. I went, hey, like Italian food, like Tommy, you just <laughs> went to Italy. Like, tell me about the food. And he goes, oh, the tomatoes. <laughs> I've never had a real tomato. And, like, and then he went on like a 20 minute tangent on tomatoes, just yeah. tomatoes from Italy while smoking. And I was like, this is what I'm here for. This is I, I've lived. He it would be weird if he didn't light up. Well, the thing it is, is it was weird. like the first like 10, 15 minutes like he, he hadn't or anything. And like we were kind of drinking and stuff. And usually before episodes, we try to tell people like, hey, like we drink. If you want to drink yeah. or smoke or whatever, do it. Like cause sure. our the video doesn't get released to the public. It goes on our Patreon. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we didn't mention it to him or something. But like once we like told him, we're like, you can like smoke or do it. You're fucking Tommy Chong. Like that's your whole shtick yeah. is just being high Literally all the everything time. Everything about him is yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we're like, you can. He's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> the, the rest of the show, he didn't have. Something, he, there was not a moment where he didn't have <laughs> weed in his hand. Like and it was like it was like one of those comically big <laughs> ones. Like the, it yeah. was small on the one side. Fat fuck yeah. back on the other side. But it was rolled to perfection. Oh my god, yes. it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life and why do I love it so <laughs> much? We probably would have talked to him for like five or six hours if it wasn't for the fact that I think one of his daughters came in and said that like they needed to go or something. Yeah, like yeah. He, he had like scheduled it out. Like we said we record for an hour, so he had like his daughter come in to stop him at an hour, sure. basically. So Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it I was... gotta go, Dad. Wink wink. Yeah. Well, it was so f- so much fun. Who else have we had on Joe? Tommy's like the highlight for us. We also had That sounds fantastic. D Wallace. Do you know who D Wallace is? Nah, who's that? She's I mean, she's like one of she was the scream queen of the 80s yeah bunch scream of horror queen. movies so like yeah. she, she was, was in cujo. cujo she's et's mom or like oh uh, the mom, okay. uh, elliot's mom in et um yeah. she's in hill the original hills has a hat yeah wow yeah hills yeah. of eyes scream we've also queen. we've talked to mark scheffler he's one of the guys from the original last house on the left okay larry hankin larry hankin okay who, Mr. Heckles from Friends. Who else? Any other? Is it bad? Oh, we talked to fuck, 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 fuck. Really popular guy on TikTok, the outdoorsy guy with. Oh, Donnie Dust. Yes. Okay. So so that's how I probably have seen his stuff. I just yeah. He's usually sitting in a cave. He has a gray beard, big gray beard and long hair, and goes reads a comment like, "Can you build? Like, can you make a bow and arrow? Yeah." And then sits there with a rock and <laughs> makes a bow and arrow like Dude. real, like no that's, fucking that's different. He was great. He was really cool. Let us even... make a whole promo ad just using his voice. Yeah, yeah. I sent him a. <laughs> I sent him a thing. We had like a full advertisement that was like, I don't even remember how it went, but I used his our interview with him and one of his TikToks, and like I chopped up his like chopped what he said around to basically be like <laughs> i'm a fan of you hate to see it podcast should you listen to it yeah like, <laughs> like i did this whole thing and i and it's very clearly edited <laughs> and at the end of it i said i like did a thing of like i swear this wasn't edited at all like i like yeah. like did that like spit like 
fake like yeah i swear this is real and and i sent it to him and i was like hey do you care if i use this at all and he's like go for it i was like awesome so that was like a, an advertisement we had for like four months was <laughs> this guy that's great we had uh mark christopher lawrence who um he's one of those actors that's in everything he's like a like a shorter like squat like bald black guy who's like a stand-up yeah. comedian also who's yeah. in everything um wow guys this, we did that's oh fun. i'm trying to think who that last i know yeah right was. we have done some cool stuff yeah we've done cool I'm things like, 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 <laughs> you you guys are killing it man like i this not is, really this is no. where like <laughs> we, we've met i'll cool come people. back to you when we make money like or when we have more than 100 <laughs> views on the tiktok or something like we had bruce valanche the guy who wrote the star wars holiday special <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's like he's like hey i know i wrote this but can we talk about anything other than no star we spent wars the first holiday 30 stuff? minutes talking about that like and, oh because i I had questions. Oh. I had fan questions, and I reached out to Reddit I, and I stuff. I would have questions, and I compiled like, like a list that? of questions. <laughs> and I went to Bruce, and I was like, first and foremost, we'll talk. If you don't want to talk as long about the holiday special, that's totally fine. It's going to end <laughs> the episode, but I'm going to ask you those questions first, so that yeah. we can get through as much as we possibly can and then however much time we have left we'll fill in with other things because this sure. is the, what people want to <laughs> listen to and we yeah. spent half an hour talking about the holiday special and we that's, also had that's, the that's one i want to i'm gonna listen to that because i want to hear what he's got to say we also had uh the uh, james bond guy i can't he was like the he's a story he's like james bond like historian he has written every edition of the james bond encyclopedia wow i i was unaware of like like okay so like kind of like a wiki thing where it's like all the all the characters and their backstories and yeah like when you go everything and, when you like buy an, very an encyclopedia <laughs> of and he's like like the actual book encyclopedia, and it's like wow. every gadget, every car, every suit, every actor, Holy every God. character, every everything. And he's done like, I mean, he's made like four editions. Wow. Um, and like, because every time a new James Bond movie comes out, he literally, and he has the connections to the studio and stuff and can take photos and interview and do things and just keeps building wow. up and he like in his just as a hobby he keeps it going and then the publisher will come to him at some point and be like hey we want you to release a new one and then he doesn't have to do a whole lot of work because as a hobby he does it so then he'll go and be like all right here's all the next stuff the next movie's coming out in a year we should probably release it like let's get an early copy of that movie and i'll sure. add everything from that movie and then it can come out when the movie comes out like and that's wow. like that was actually one of the really cool ones that like I was very unexpected and kind of yeah, blindsided. That's something by. that like people people don't think about that. Like it's one thing to have like, oh, we had Pierce Brosnan on, like yeah, like like but like you had the guy who knows every single inner working and facet and corner of this franchise that he could tell you anything. Yeah. You can ask him like, Hey, what's the backstory of this? Or hey, why did this happen in this scenario? And like it it it's something that people don't think about. I think that's a really that's really cool. 
Yeah, it was. We've had a lot. We've had, I think, in all of our interviews, I think we've only had like three duds ever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of people yeah. who well, did four, the whole four now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but this probably won't even release. So, yeah, we'll yeah. See. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just don't like it. No. <laughs> yeah, it's... honestly, I can smell the the WIU from here, and I hate it. <laughs> You're bringing natties. back a lot of bad memories. The yeah, empty I cans can... of natties on my car floor right now. Yeah, Keystone I can, Ice. Oh. I can actually, <laughs> I can smell the the Ritz in the Forum from here. So, <laughs> did you ever go upstairs at the at the Ritz? Yeah, I went up there once. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, I've been up. Well, God. I would go out with Marcellus. Uh, yeah, a bunch, and he loved the lucky? upstairs. How's Lucky doing, man? I have I, I haven't spoken to him, him in years, but <laughs> oh. last time I talked to him, I saw he posted like a Snapchat that he moved to Atlanta, and I texted him. I was like, "You get on a Marvel movie, I'm coming to Atlanta. Like, you let me know. Yeah. Like, I will yeah. be there. Like, because he's also like PAing and working in the industry yeah. and yeah. stuff. So he's trying to do music stuff. I think I followed. Get some stuff on Facebook that he posted. He's doing music. I mean, so it's been have great been, having you on. Yeah, have you just been sitting in a fucking parking lot this entire time? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm at a I'm at a U-Haul parking lot right now. Uh, <laughs> Only the classiest I, I need... things for this podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, I need. I wanted to be able to like engage because you know, there's a lot of traffic, and I was afraid I was going to get distracted, so I was pulled off. I'm only. I'm going to a. I'm meeting the guy watching the Hawks game tonight, so I'll be heading over there after this. So. But yeah, it was bro. It was a pleasure having you on. Nice to reconnect Dude, after years. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> this that I'm I'm really glad to reach out. It was it was refreshing to see you're still doing stuff and uh best of luck to you because I know like I said it's a grind, but you're 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 gonna kill it. You're making good connections. You're still it, like people like to feel human, and when you just level with them and you you you're, you're, you're they, we all know we got to work and have job, but like don't lose sight, man. You got good skills. And you're a good people person, and you you'll, you'll you'll be good. Yeah, I'm actually we're actually having a Will Bus and Roger on oh, next week. So dude, like, I was, I their episodes aren't releasing for six months, but dude, Roger and I every now and again we'll meet up at a at a, at a like amusement park because we both love roller coasters. Hmm. So he's he's a, he's a character. He's wild. Yeah, I was like yeah. trying to schedule, and he's like, "I'm retired. When and w- like, when do you yeah. want to do this?" Seriously, he's that he's bored out of his mind, so he'll just go on road trips by himself. And just, <laughs> he, he he probably is like, "Finally, someone wants to talk. Let's do it." Yeah. yeah. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can watch the unedited video version on our Patreon. Just go to youhatetoseeit.net for all of the links and um, for that content. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Do you want to plug plug any of your your stuff? <laughs> Get some more <laughs> followers on your <laughs> fucking TikTok and Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, so TikTok is Johnny B on the keys, all one word. Instagram is just dot John B. Twitter is just John Benedict B E N E D E C K. Those are the three main ones um, that I do this kind of stuff on. So, awesome. right on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Jeff. You guys are yeah. awesome. Thanks, Thanks for too. coming on. W.GG.
Yeah, go to w.gg and use promo code YLUH82CIT for 10% off your order. W.gg, the place for all of your energy needs. Fuck you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>